Welcome to this green church. We're a Christian community on a mission to raise saviors, believers that are righteous and supernatural, to succeed, lead, and have transformational societal impact. Join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. and Wednesday at 6 p.m. to be a part of this amazing service. Be blessed as you listen. Hallelujah. Amen. Father, we give you the praise. Precious Holy Ghost, we thank you. We thank you because you are our teacher. You are our guide. You lead us and we follow. Thank you for all you are doing in us. Thank you for all you are doing through us. We give you all the praise. Tonight, our hearts are open to hear from you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Tonight there is eloquence and there is utterance in the name of Jesus. Tonight we are built up by the word and we grow up even more spiritually to the praise of your glory. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Can I have our seats? Hallelujah. So our topic is what? Growing up spiritually, spiritual growth, growing up spiritually, all right? Uh, this is our day four, okay. Ephesians 4, 11 to 15. Ephesians 4, 11 to 15. Ephesians 4, 11 to 15. Are we there? Want to go? So Christ gave the apostles and Ivy. Want to go? So Christ gave. Sorry, Madam, it's my fault. So Christ Himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers to equip His people for works of service, so that the body of Christ may be built up. Let's stop there. Now, many people say. Um, I don't need church. I can grow up all by myself. Is that you know that they are children? That's the first sign of spiritual babyhood. When you overrate your sense of your sense of knowledge, okay, is a sign of babyhood. Hallelujah. Amen. The Holy Spirit, through Apostle Paul, says that Christ Himself gave the apostles, all right, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers to build up the body of Christ. So the question is this. When you now say that you can do God, you can do Christianity all by yourself, um, how do you intend to be built up? Someone says, well, I will watch someone's on YouTube. Hallelujah. So I wonder how, um, you know, the Bible calls pastors shepherds, right? So can you imagine a sheep, okay, that is not in a sheep house? It belongs to anybody, okay? But every day, she's not shepherd. Today is my shepherd today. This shepherd done, so on the website, my shepherd for today. Next week, that is my shepherd for that you know a confused sheep. All right? And as I often say, um, the stray us feels very funky for a while. So I say, there's a story of the horse that left, you know, the cart, that left the, you know, the cart, the horse, horse pen, and, you know, just jackpot to, to the wild. And it felt free that, yes, I'm free. Nobody's controlling me again. So I can up anyhow I want. I can dance anyhow I want. But it's all cute until night comes. And it finds that, okay, when I was my ship house, I had roof over my head. But in the wild, there is no roof. Anywhere that you see, that you will sleep. <laughs> and hopefully when you are asleep, you don't go and jam where lions are trying to sleep too. Amen. Also, 
The us in the us house, in the us pen, has food. Is never trying to hustle for a healthy meal. Okay? The us caretaker knows to feed the us with what the us needs every time. Feeds the us, gets the us injections and other kind of stuff. So the us just, you know, is healthy, right? But in the wild, you eat anything that you, that you see. All right? So, um, so also, God doesn't expect that believers, you know, um, fend for themselves spiritually. He has put us in the body and in local churches for our care and nourishment. That we will never get to a point where we are great local church. You will never outgrow your need for the local church. In fact, even if you're a prophet or an apostle, you still need a local church. You know, every, even nowadays right now, every smart apostle, every, even the big ones, they have where they worship. Amen. Even the prophets called to the body of Christ as a whole, you know, they still have where they worship. Even your biggest worship singers, right, that are global, they still have where they worship. So we'll never get to a point where the believer will agree to the local church. Not even if, for instance, even the biggest names in church leadership in, in, in all over the world, you know, everybody has a pastor. Even your pastor has a pastor. Amen. Even bishop has people he defers to. So, everybody needs a local church. Everybody needs to be, to be catered for. All right? Verse 13. Want to go? Until we all reach unity in the faith. Let's do it together. 13 again. Until, are we, to, are we there? Please, I beg you, I need feedback. I like feedback. I thrive on feedback. So please, let's, verse 13. Until we are, yeah, and in the knowledge of the Son of God, and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Look at that. So he says that we are built up. All right? Um, until we ought, we are reaching of the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and thus become mature. Attending to what? The whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So number one, God wants us to mature. And this maturity is not when you can pray in tongues. This maturity is not when they give you maturity, maturity um, certificate in church. This is now a mature believer. No. It's when we reach fullness of the stature, you know, of the measure of the stature of Christ. Now, this means that nobody will get to a point where he's done growing. Amen. Are we together? That when we reach one fullness, there is more fullness to get into. There's always a new level of fullness. Hallelujah. So that we all keep to need, you know, we all need to keep growing, okay? Aspiring more and more to become more and more like Christ. Hallelujah. He says, how? He says, that thing says, that thing again, that thing again, until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and thus become mature. So we become mature by the knowledge of the Son of God. Hallelujah. We become mature as we grow in our knowledge of the things as in Christ. Glory to Jesus. Alright? Verse 14. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves, blown here and there by every wind of teaching, and by what? The cunning craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. 15. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head. That is Christ. So he says, how do we grow? We grow by speaking the truth in love. Hallelujah. So it is the truth of God's word that makes us mature. We grow by revelation knowledge. We grow by the word. So God wants us to grow. 
God wants you to grow. Hallelujah. But that's not that's make it happen. It's not because God wants to grow that you will grow. Okay? You must also see the need to grow and apply yourself to growth. God wants you to grow, but you must also see the need for growth. There must be a desire for growth. All right? And that's how I begin to, you know, begin to take steps to grow. So, children need milk, right? Infants need milk. All right? But adults, as you grow older, you outgrow milk. Amen. You hopefully outgrow milk. So, there's this, there's this, um, this TV show. Is, is, well, that's so old. I'm not quite the name on, on stage. Where this, um, this queen had a son that was about seven, between seven and ten-ish, that was still sucking her mom's breast. Sucking his mom's breast. You should remind, if, if you watch some recent, some recent um, TV shows, Game of Thrones, let me just call it Game of Thrones. Alright? Can you remember that child? That child, that was about seven to ten-ish, that was still, you know, if, if, if you remember watching it, it felt yucky. People do not, it's good, shy. Watch good things, okay? Amen. Hallelujah. All right? So, yeah. So, it is, it is not cute when a child that should be eating meat still craves for milk. When a child at, you know, at six months, seven months, you know, takes milk, we are happy about it. Yes, our, our child is eating. We celebrate it, right? But if by age four, he is rejecting food and say, Mommy, I want breast, you know, there's chaos. Hallelujah. So also, yes, children, um, infants need milk, but you don't grow on milk alone. After a while, your body will need more than milk to function, more than milk to grow. All right? You will need to grow on something beyond milk. So we know in scripture, we call something the milk of the word, Hebrews 6. Hebrews 6. Hebrews 6. The milk of the word. Verse 1, 2, 3. Want to go. Therefore, let us move beyond the word. Teach us about Christ. Basic teach us about Christ. Okay? And be taken forward to maturity. Look at this. So he says, we are taken forward by a kind of teaching. You see that? So let's leave the basic teachings alone. And be taken forward to maturity. So it means that the doctrine we are fed will determine our maturity. What you are fed with, it makes practical sense. That what you are fed with real life determines how fast you grow. So also, um, in spiritual growth, the doctrine determines maturity. Look at this. Okay? Well, let's go together. Not laying again, foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death. It calls this basic doctrine. That forsaking repentance from acts that lead to death. He calls it basic doctrine. Now, this is what every child of God should know as an infant. That, you know, you have died to sin. So that when, when you came into Christ, your old man died. Hallelujah. Your old man died, and you now have a new you that's about to live righteously. All right? It says that this is basic, that you must know that you, you step far from acts that lead to death. All right? And of faith in God. Amen. So he says there is a basic level of faith that we should know as believers. All right? That there's a basic level of faith that we should know, you know, as Christians, okay, faith in God. We are saved by, by grace through faith. Okay? We live by faith. Okay? That we should know faith, basically. But no, chapter 2, sorry, verse 2. Want to go? Instruction about cleansing rites or baptisms. Okay? The laying on of hands of the dead, yeah, and eternal judgment, and God permitting, we will do so. So he says that, you know, we should know these things foundationally. Hallelujah. He says this is a basic doctrine. Not the funny thing. That most in the church don't even know the basic doctrines. Most don't realize that God will one day judge the world. And at one day, we as believers will stand before God to give an account of our situation on the earth. They will give an account for how we have lived our lives on the earth. 
So if you have if you have lived for yourself alone, okay, you will give account before God. He calls this basic. So he says that you know that there is more on which we feed that leads to our maturity. Glory to Jesus. All right, first Peter two two. First Peter two two. First Peter two two. First Peter two two. Lepradish to gonosus, kiati ke lepri anane ke dege suzia. Rato go silati esto mande gidiasis. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you guys so that you are awake because you're particularly tired. So I'm praying for you. This prayer is for you. All right? This prayer is so you pray, pray for yourself. Also pray for yourself that you are weak. Eh? Your eyes are, you, are, you can hear. You're awake in your body, in your mind, in your spirit. You are weak. You can hear me. You are fully here. Undistracted. Those online too. Amen. I prayed for you. If I catch you, look like you're sleeping. We'll fight. So let the prayer work. All right? First Peter 2 2. First Peter 2 2. First Peter 2 2. Like newborn babes, crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. Look at that. So he says, yes, new, for newborn babes, um, you should understand some things. Okay? He says you should crave pure spiritual milk. Yes, you crave the word of God so that by it you may grow in your salvation. Meaning that people can be, can be saved and not grow in their salvation. Amen. That, you know, yes, you know, we got saved that there was joy in heaven. But that joy should not end there. It should be joy also in our growth. So he says to grow. You grow by craving, you know, pure spiritual milk. He says crave it. The way a newborn babe craves milk, so also should you crave the word of God. So the way an elder child craves milk, all right? So also does an, does an, does an elder believer crave the word of God. So he's saying that when your crave for the word is not really there, something is wrong. When you can go without studying gospel, without really studying, something is wrong. When you can go without studying God's word, without really studying, you know, something is wrong. It's a sign of spiritual ill health. You know how, amen, Noita, amen. I just prayed for you to be awake and alert. Let the prayer work in Jesus' name. All right? Hallelujah. You know how when you leave an ailment untreated, physically, what happens to you? It gets worse. It gets worse, and it could progress into something serious. So also, um, when we don't treat spiritual ill health, it can be a downward slope into bigger issues. Hallelujah. So when you find yourself like this, okay, quickly take urgent steps. All right? Don't allow yourself to keep going on and before you know it, don't happen to us. And people that have, that, that have passed a particular level can begin to act like, like not, they've not passed it. That if you don't tame your desires, if you, if you don't allow yourself, you know, crave God's word, over time you find yourself doing things you thought you have left behind. That in, 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 in spiritual stuff, people can reverse grow. People can grow in the reverse. And it happens by neglect. When you neglect the word and neglect prayer, you can easily grow back to the things that you have left. So a sign of good health for anybody, child or adult, is a good appetite. Hallelujah. So he says that you grow by craving pure. He says pure. Pure. Um, he's saying that, that because you are hungry, doesn't mean you eat anything. That because you want to grow, doesn't mean you eat anything. Hallelujah. That because you want to grow, doesn't mean you should, you should eat. This way, this way, people now, in the desire for growth, people are eating anything. He says desire pure spiritual milk. So, um, so I play some songs. And even though they look spiritually charged, the words are bad. Not bad, but I've passed kind of thinking. But it does charge issues. And spiritual children like emotions. Follow me, guys. I'm saying the truth, Abby. You like the feeling of this is anointed, the feeling of it. So even though the words are bad, because of the feeling, you eat it. It says you grow by craving pure spiritual. So when something, it feels good, but in reality of it, it's not, it's not in line with God's word. He says don't eat that kind of one. You should crave for pure spiritual, not just milk. 
crave. You know, milk can taste, bad milk and good milk can taste almost the same way. Just, just, it just feels a little off. Not so off, you're just a little off. All right? Glory to Jesus. So, in our desire for growth, okay, still filter to ensure that what you are eating is pure spiritual milk. We don't live by what feels good. This is my issue with this, okay? Um, we don't live by goosebumps. You know, in Michael Jackson, they used to give people goosebumps. People used to faint for Michael Jackson. People used to faint. So it's, it's by fainting, he was doing a good job. It's by goosebumps. Have you sang some love songs that enter into your soul? That you begin to cry, guys. Some people are lying in the, in the church. You don't just, if I perform it, ah, bully to, bully at the back, bully away, yeah. You, you, you can't relate. You can't relate. What you know? Okay. All right? Those songs that feel, you know, they, they enter, right? So you don't, because you feel good, it doesn't mean that, doesn't mean you are being spiritually edified. Let me tell you the truth. If the words are not correct, you're not edified. You only have a spiritual high, and it, it doesn't last. Do you understand? So filter stuff. Don't filter nicely, be brutal. Off it. Yes, sir. Amen, baby. <laughs> Put it off. Train yourself. Because as I said earlier, your, your doctrine determines your, your, your growth. The kind of things you eat will determine where you stay. You can be stuck at being an infant by the kind of things you are eating. Hallelujah. So you, people can be overgrown babies. They are fat, they are robust, but you know, they are unhealthy babies. Glory to Jesus. People can be fat, yeah, you can be fat like, like a boy. But it's not good health. It's full of stuff, Sha. Okay, let's make, let's make it more interesting. Have you seen people that are actually big? Like, unhealthy, big. But they are big. You know it's food that is inside. But they are not healthy. So it's not by eating. It's by eating what is right. Eating elderly. So check out the lyrics of what, 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 gives, you, what gives you goosebumps. There are songs that we won't sing. You know the song. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't get the song you are singing. You don't, even the middle of the song, you don't know the middle of the song. When you hear the lyrics, you're wondering, these lyrics, do I, do I understand this? But because it feels good. Hallelujah. So let's be this song. Okay, I remember the older ones more. I don't sing new ones because new ones will make you feel like I'm serving I'm a minister. So let me, let's do the old ones. Good. So he's saying, enter me, enter me. You entered Moses' parted red sea. You entered the letter caught fire. You entered um, Mary, Mary gave it to Jesus. Enter me, enter me, enter me, enter me. The problem is that, where is the Holy Spirit? So what am I praying for? But those songs have a spiritual eye. Not spiritual, no, emotional eye. Because the way we are wired is that our soul and spirit are so closely related, they can have an emotional eye and call it a spiritual eye. It can look alike. So that you feel bombs doesn't mean you are being spiritually edified. Because your spirit man grows by pure, that's the point, grows by pure spiritual milk. So you can look, that's why you can look all grown. Because you talk in tongues and have goosebumps, but you are still a spiritual child. And in our days, this is becoming increasingly common. There are many eye-talking children, you know, everywhere. And because they don't know, they don't know their name, they're not mature, you cannot teach them. Chaos. Because they feel mature, you know, they even they, they, they act. You know, in some way, when they talk in tongues, uh, but because they don't even know that they're not growing, you can't help them. Hallelujah. So we grow by craving pure spiritual milk. Filter your diet. The Bayan Christians will go and check if what Paul said is true. No, they were checking what Paul said. I don't now know who is it you now that I cannot check. If they're checking out Paul, do you hear my point here? How much more me? Check. Check to see 
if what you are being taught is true. Hallelujah. And when, they are, when you find that they are, they are untrue, ask questions or be. But train yourself to go beyond goosebumps to pure spiritual milk. Hallelujah. All right? Glory to Jesus. But adult stuff, you know, as I said earlier, basic doctrine of the word for, for foundational believers, okay? But, you know, what we ought to actually grow maturity on is knowledge of Christ. We, we become mature in the knowledge of the Son of God. We become mature by knowing the things as in Christ. Who we are, where we are, what we have, what we can do because we are in Christ. So it means that if you are, ah, Lord Jesus, this, this, this looks like so, and I said don't, don't plan to serve anybody, but it's just what it is. So if you are where um, you pray some kind, of prayers, some kind of prayers every Sunday, you look grown, but you are not grown. It's why you see Coco Coco in your house, you are scared. You see Coco just passes your house. Hey, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus on a cockroach. The blood of Jesus. You open the window, you live in a toy, in a tall house. You open your window, bat entered. You start playing the blood and point only come boing and it's not on the on the bat. Whereas a mature believer would even see the devil himself and be strong. You you saw bats, you cannot sleep at night. Oh no, no, let's make it, let's make it more interesting. You saw cobwebs. You now you now tell yourself, ah, the cobwebs is bad luck. You know, people can be first Corinthians three. Let's have a first Corinthians one. First Corinthians one first. First Corinthians one first. First Corinthians one, then we'll go back to verse chapter three. First Corinthians one. Let's start for verse four. Verse four and verse five. Verse four to verse seven. This is this is new to us, so this mic. I'm still jamming it. Okay, first Corinthians one, four to seven. Once we go, I always thank my God for you, because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus. For in him, hallelujah, you have been enriched in every way with all kinds of speech and with all knowledge. Talking about spiritual gifts. What of, what of, what of knowledge, prophecy, and all that? Says they, you know, they add all this, okay? Verse 6. God together. Confirming our testimony about Christ among you. Verse 7. Therefore, you did not lack any spiritual gift. Ha. Ah. Yeah. So he says. This Corinthian church, judging by gifts, did they flow. That they were a gifted church. In fact, they're so gifted that they used to compete over tongues. They used to compete over. Someone comes and say, I've got for you. That person So, by, by, by what looked like gift of, spirit, of the spirit, they were there. They could tell you, ah, I know it's tomorrow, it's not rain tomorrow, to rain at 2.05 tomorrow. I saw it. He says they were flowing in, in these gifts. Before Paul taught them, they were flowing. But guess what? They were also flowing madly. It's like Paul told in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 1 to 3, that no one flowing by gospel will cause Jesus Christ a cost. Why? They were missing into their gifts. You get it. So Paul and says, Ah, I saw in Revelation. In Revelation. I just knock in the cock, in the cock, in the cock. And babies. So they looked like they had gifts. They had gifts, right? They also had some, some you know, with it, some manners with it. They went mad with it also. But that is not what makes a mature believer. Gifts are gifts. Gifts don't require character to grow. Gifts don't require character to really develop. Gifts are gifts. So you can be a lying goat and be flowing spiritual gifts. In fact, if you go pray in tongues, don't you pray in tongues? But you lie now. Not huge, but you get my point. So we don't measure spirituality by spiritual gifts. So I'm saying a church can look gifted. This is where the issue is, though. That because that church, they have miracles. But guess what? They can also be stuck in a baby state. 
So you say other person is messianic, but it works miracles. So now you 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 eat the messian because of the miracles. Do you understand? Chapter three. The same church that came behind in no gifts. The same church that had all the gifts. Check out chapter three. Verse one. Once we go, brothers and sisters, let's go together. I cannot address you people as people who live by the Spirit. Let's do NKJV. Let's, let's, do, let's do NKJV, NKJV, so it's, so it's clearer. NKJV, NKJV, NKJV. Verse 1. And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. The same church that was meant to fill the spiritual gifts, Paul said they're not spiritual. Ah. So you can have spiritual gifts and not be spiritual. Interesting. You can have spiritual gifts and be carnal. All right? It says you can have spiritual gifts and be babes in Christ. Meaning that you can be in church for 10 years and still be carnal and still be a babe in Christ. Alive for but a baby. He says, as to babes in Christ. Verse 2, I fed you with milk. Look at this. Let's go together. And with milk, not with solid food. For until now, you were not able to receive it. And even now, you are still... Meaning that... Ah, this is what the Wala is said. And it's a big issue. That babes cannot eat some things. Amen. That babes cannot get some kind of doctrine. So when a church is stuck at this level, they don't, it's hard to grow. So when you tell them, the guy to tell you, tell you it's a lie now, how do you tell us not to pray for that one die? Again, how, how do you tell us not to kill? How do you tell us not to die? How? When they now see us that, that don't do it, they think we're unspiritual. Hallelujah. They think we don't even pray as well. They think we don't pray. So when people are stuck at that level, it's hard to, to help them, you know, to begin to eat just so that make them grow. Especially when they've been long in church. Again, when a baby is born and is young, it's fine. We know it's a baby. It's not a problem. We feed him, the baby grows. The wala is when the baby does not grow. And it's like that for five years. He needs more than food. He needs therapy, medical care, deliverance, surgery, all sorts. Yes! You understand? So also it is, right? If you get born again today, I dust, it's fine. We will teach you, we grow. But have you seen people that I say for 20 years and they, are, they don't know anything? You know it's hard to grow. They don't, they don't agree with you. Tell them they kill no more. When did you guess? What do you know? This is where they were. So it's why we must grow. Don't allow yourself to stay. Don't stay comfortable in a sport. Grow. See, even habits, right? If you don't find habits early, and you grow old in Christianity, they stay with you. They stay with you. It now becomes your normal, your default state. Even those saved drivers are still very angry. So it's why at this point of your life, deliberately pursue growth. Hallelujah. Pursue it in feeding on the right stuff. Pursue it by, by make, making sure that you are killing those habits. Hallelujah. Look at this. Verse 3. Look at this. For, <laughs> for be nice. For you are still carnal. Hey. Even though you have been tense, tense in the church, Paul tell them, you are still carnal. Even though you pray in tongues today, you say, guy, you are still carnal. You know, you can heal by gifts, not, not, not with faith. You can heal by spiritual gifts. Even you don't, don't know how it, just go, the next person gets you. Even you know that that thing that happened now. It's just, hallelujah. See, they smile at me. Good. It says, for where there are envy, haha, strife, and what? Divisions among you. Divisions. And are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? So he says that carnal believers act like unsaved people. He says, when you see them, you're wondering, sometimes you wonder, uh-uh. Too born again, sir. Yeah, and many times, carnal believers 
act like the unsaved. Glory to Jesus. All right? So, we grow by feeding on the right things. We grow by feeding on the right things. We grow, not just by feeding, no, by feeding and doing it. Don't I really feed on the word, does it. If I only hear and I don't do, I'm not feeding, all right? I grow by feeding and practice, okay? By feeding and, so we have two kinds of men. We have the unsaved man, natural man, right? And we have the canal man. He's saved though, but he's a babe, all right? I have the spiritual man, the mature, or the maturing believer, all right? Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. So the mature man acts like Christ in character and in authority. He knows who he is in Christ. And he acts like it, talks like it, okay? Gets stuff done, you know, as one who understands who he is in Christ. So, for example... When a child is hungry, when a child is hungry, what does a child do? A hungry child calls for fatty cries. When he cries, you feed him. Amen. You know, when he's like three, four, you say, Mommy, I'm hungry. I want kiniko, kiniko, kiniko. Right? But an adult child, an adult son or daughter, when he or she is hungry, what does he do? Go to the kitchen and make himself a meal. Let's make it real. So, a baby Christian has a problem. For example, has a headache. He cries. Maybe they said that by Christ we are healed. This thing is a lie. How come I have a headache? How come I'm in the hospital? This one I've heard it like before. Pastor, you said, someone told me that by stripes I am healed. How come I am still falling sick? Babies. When they have problems, babies cry. All right? Amen. Amen. So, if baby has sense, yeah, baby will hear what pastor says and learn from it, right? Okay? Step two, or stage two, the, the child. When the child is hungry, the child can only call for mommy to make him a meal. It's why James said, if anybody is sick, what should you do? Call church elders, talking to spiritual babies. Hallelujah. So if, if all you can do when you need help is to call pastor, even for the smallest things, you are acting a spiritual baby. Is it bad? Well, it's not bad, but you can do better than that. No, it's fine. If you are right now, that's what you can do. Please do so. Don't feel ashamed about it. We all did. We all did. Can I tell you a personal story, personal history? So, there was this time when there was a lot of rumor, a lot of talk about HIV AIDS. 2020, 2007, 8, 9, 10. You know they were talking about COVID now. That was when they were talking about HIV. It was a lot. So I told myself this. Last, last, last. I have problem. I'll call my pastor to pray for it. That was my personal, my personal decision then. That if you ever touch me like this, I will call my pastor, but that, that's my plan. If he prays for me, I'll be well. But at that, at that level, that was faith. At that level, I just got saved not long, not long from them. At that level, that was faith. If my pastor prays for me, I'll be well. That's, that's a good faith. Do you understand? Yeah. There are people, when they, when they come to pray for them, I know they'll be well. I know that this person, if I pray for him, he'll be well. I know. That's not bad. There are people that if I pray for them, I'm just hoping that they will receive the healing. So that faith is not, it's not it's, 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 um, it's being a spiritual child, but it's not bad, okay? At, that, at the particular level of your life, it is very fine to call for help and be able to get the help. Some people that you pray for them, you pray, you turn, you fall down, nothing will happen. I'm serious, you know now. I put that, if I, if I just pick up my phone, I'll say, right now, be healed. I don't even shout. I know that person will get it. So, there's also, it's good. It's no sense, right? It's good, it's a good level that you call for the church elders to pray for you and you put your faith in the prayer and you get results. You know, you know how it is for old infants. You will need oil. You will need communion. I'm, guys, follow me. You need oil, communion, and fasting. That you know, spiritual old men. Old men but children. You will need fasting. You will need communion. If I just come to their house, lay hands and pray 30 minutes. If you just do out, 
and he, yeah, pastor, he's not prayed though. So, there was this speaker they taking share. Our particular woman in, in his church was sick. And he would go there, and the woman would say, before you came here, another clinical another pastor was here, yeah, yeah. he would pray for me for 30 minutes, power would fall down, and I'll be well. So, our plan is that, when you, when you come to pray for her, power must fall. She must feel power before she's well. So, him too, innocently too. So, he prayed, power fell. She got well. But guess what? Next day, she was sick again. You call him again and say, you must pray the same way, oh. Power must fall. So you come again and pray. Power will fall. She will get well. But again, she's back sick. So because, you know, she was undeveloped in her spiritual progress, she needed a lot to see, a lot, she needed to see power to feel like she get well. But guess what? Those kind of people, they, fall back, they, they go back sick. They always go back sick. Hallelujah. All right? So you now go to a point where you told himself, oh God, this thing is not going to work. Not at her faith. She got well and she stayed well. Hallelujah. Amen. Are we good, good, good? So we now have, you know, the spiritual men. They are men that can stand on their own to, to get things theirs in Christ. The spiritual man will take charge of the situation, rebuke the headache, rebuke the pain, rebuke the fever. That you know you are, that you know you are, even, you are growing when your first point of call is on authority decree. Not, hey, my head is paining me. No, you know, you know children. Children cry. My head bangs. Hallelujah. They don't pray, oh. Maybe at least, um, sorry, babies. Babies cry. In fact, in fact child, children still call parents, Abby, but babies don't call. They just cry. At least if the child still knows to call pastor, right? But the baby just cries. My head bangs. I just feel so useless. I just can't pray. When I when I pray, I don't, I don't feel like a prayer. I don't feel like you know. I'm, I don't feel like praying. I don't. Uh... All right. So the mark of adulthood, one key mark, is understanding who you are in Christ, understanding it and making a life out of it, practicing who you are in Christ. Take authority. With boldness, hallelujah. With boldness, with bold assurance. Take charge of, of, your, of your emotions. Tell yourself, I won't do that. Nah. You know, children do what they feel like doing. In fact, the, the, more, the, the younger you are, the more stupid you are. When you feel like pooing, what do you do? You pull. Hopefully, you're on, di- on your diaper. Hopefully. If you are not, people are in trouble. But as you grow older, you know, I should not do this. Even though I feel like I, I need to wait like I get to people, do you understand? That we know you're an adult, right? That even, even if you're, you're driving at, you're on the road, you're driving, you don't just pee in your car. You know that I need to get to, I get my point. So you don't just want what you feel like doing. You do what makes sense. So knowing how to control your emotions is also maturity. Saying, I, I feel like doing this. Yes, I feel like doing this. But, but I'm a man of faith, not a man of faith. So I only do right, not, not, I won't live by feelings. I will live by what is right. I live by truth. Not by feelings. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. So also, the mature believer, Ephesians 5 1, Ephesians 5 1, the mature believer is one that works in love. Paul told the Corinthian church, they are sick and because there is strife, envy, seditions, and other kinds of amongst you. You know, they are not working in love, that's why they are called children in the faith, all right? So the mature believer is one that works in love. My love work shows maturity. My love work is where I know I am really mature. Let's go to Ephesians 5 1. Ephesians 5 1. Are we learning tonight? Are we learning tonight? Want to go? Therefore, be what? Meditators of God as their children. And walk. That means, says that is, meaning imitate Christ. You know, many times, many times in the Greek, the and. There's a Greek word called kai. Okay? And kai. So many times the kai means that is. That is. That is. Amen. So it says we meet God as their children. Okay? By walking in love. That we are imitating him by walking. Please call him my phone. <laughs> by walking in love. Hallelujah. Alright? So Part of how we show that we are mature like Jesus is our love walk. Our love walk. 
The one that is mature will walk in love, will forgive, will control his reactions, control his tongue, control his anger. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. How do we grow in these things? The younger you are in, in life, the more present to do for you. The more present to do everything for you. Wear your clothes, change your diaper, bait you, feed you. As you grow older, you can do most by yourself. For example, my son can now put himself to the restroom, remove his skinny to use the restroom. I don't, I don't feel himself reasonably well. He's trying to do that. So we know he's growing by, by being able to do things by himself. So when you were a baby, your parents must make you grow. Your parents must do all they can do to make you grow. But after a while, you need to do more things. So the proof of growth is knowing that I should own my growth. That my growth is up to me. That we know that you are beginning on your journey to growth. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. All right? That way you begin to say, it's up to me. It's up to me. It is a beginning of the journey to growth. If I grow, it's up to me. It's not, it's not God, give me grace. You know we pray for grace every Sunday. Grace, grace, grace. And we are apply the grace. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 9.27. For then, 1 Corinthians 13.11. 1 Corinthians 13, 11. 1 Corinthians 13, 11. 1 Corinthians 13, 11. 1 Corinthians 13, 11. Are we there? Verse 11. Look at this. Want to go. NIV, please. NIV. Just, just so we're consistent. Are we there? Want to go. When I was a child, I talked like a child. Ha. I talked like a child. And then... I reasoned as a child. So I talked first, I taught second, and then reasoned third. Amen. A child talks is what thinking. Okay, so yeah. Once we go, let's continue. When I became a man, I put a bit of childhood behind me. So that when I became a man, I put childish things behind me. So it is you, hallelujah, that we put childish things behind you. It is up to you to say, okay, I should have grown beyond this now. I should have grown beyond being, being, being flippantly angry. I should have grown beyond mood swings. Amen. I should have grown beyond mood, I should have grown beyond worry and anxiety. It is you that will tell yourself, okay, I should grow beyond this. Because you see, you, see, you see the scripture tells you about, you know, don't be angry, um, don't give the of God. Don't, uh, so when you see those things, you should have said, I still do this. I should outgrow this. So it's up to you to put childish things behind you. Okay. First Corinthians 927. 927. 1 Corinthians 9.27. 1 Corinthians 9.27. I'm showing us the eyes. There he said, I put traditions behind me. I did it, okay? Behind me. I put traditions behind me. Here also, I'm going to say another I again, okay? Then let us know that it is up to us to do this. Thing. It's up to you. I will do it. Let's go together. No. I strike a blow to my body. Look at this. And make it my slave. So that what? I have preached to others I myself don't solidified for the price. So I, I, I strike a blow. I put my body under. I control my body. Hallelujah. So it is up to you, your spiritual growth. It is up to you to do the right things. I, I, not God, I. Tell us something that God gives us grace. We yield to the grace. So it's up to you. All right, Romans 12, 1 to 3. 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 The I there is a new man. You know, we are saved in the spirit. We are saved. Our spirit is saved. Our soul is being saved. Our body will be saved. So the I here that is in charge is your spirit. So the, you must allow your spirit to control your body. The spiritual man is led by the spirit in the three spirits. The spiritual man takes actions 
from the spirit. The spiritual man is controlled by his, not by his, not by his emotions or his feelings. It's controlled by his spirit. So he does the right because why? He's led by the spirit. Hallelujah. The spiritual man is one that can put his body under. So this spiritual means that you have learned or you are learning to let your inward man control the outward man. The inward man must control the outward man. The inward man must control the outward man. The inward man must control the outward man. The outward man can act crazy. He must let the inward man put the outward man in check. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. The outward man wants the pleasure. Wants the pleasure. Hallelujah. When, when our bodies jammed, I just felt, you know, I just felt the emotions. It just, it just felt so good. The outward man. Even for a pastor and evangelist, it's the same thing. We all have the same outward man, the body. But it doesn't do much thinking. But it does, the body does not think. The body does not do much thinking. It just... now. So we must allow the inward man control the outward man. Yes, it feels good, but it is bad. When, you know, when I kissed him, I felt a connection, the outward man. In fact, some people know they are in love by kissing. Madness. So I know he's the right person because we kissed, we felt a connection. What do we want in that room? You know the funny thing about this thing? It looks, and we are laughing now, but we know that those things actually affect some of us. Yeah. That you judge love by kissing. Disney children, you were born with Disney. Disney generation. The outward man. So he doesn't do much thing. He just feels and does the way it feels. But allow the inward man to dominate the outward man. Let your be led by the spirit. Allow yourself to do things that are in line with the spirit of God. Listen and obey your inward man. Obey your spirit. Not your flesh. Not your mind. Obey your spirit. Hallelujah. Obey. Yes, this feels good. But it's not, it's not, not, not like God's word, so it's, it's, not, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It should not happen. I won't yield to it. See, what you practice yielding to becomes your Lord. What you yield to becomes your Lord. That is, you are slaves of whom you obey. You are slaves of whom you obey. Whether of sin leading to death. Meaning that people can even, people can, this is the sincere truth, people can sin so much, they can use what believers. Because when you to see that they, 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 become, they begin to look like unsaved and even at some point just lead the faith. That if you keep eating to sin, you will die. That's the Bible. Hallelujah. So let's yield practice into your inward man. You are, you are slaves to whom you obey. So if you obey righteousness, you, become, you, become, you, be, you will grow in righteousness. Who you obey will control your life. So who are you obeying? Who did you obey today? Who will you obey tomorrow? Your flesh, your outward man, or your inward man? We have to practice it. Even now, right now, I'm learning new habits because some things must die. So I found something that I have some, some things I did not know I had before. That, ah, I didn't know that's kind of bad behavior. It must die. It must die. I won't say it outside again. Some people don't start judging me. But yes, I found out that I have something that must die too. That's the idea. So I will kill it deliberately. Deliberately. I will deliberately, today, I will not say this. Today, I will not. Amen, amen. Hallelujah. Right? But it's deliberate work, okay? Romans 12, 1 to 3. Romans 12, 1 to 3. Want to go? Therefore, I what? Brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercies, to offer your bodies as what? A living sacrifice. Only and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Look at that. See, it says, I beseech you to offer your bodies. So it is you. It is you that will offer your body. You must allow your inward man control your body. That's the point. Allow your inward man to control your body. Again, sorry. Allow your I'll have to, I'm doing this here now. Do you, okay. Allow your inward man to control your body. Yield, let your inward man yield your body. I only do what's pleasing to God. He says, this is your true and practical, your real worship. It's not in singing, I love you, Lord. That's the problem. This song brings goosebumps. It doesn't mean you're actually loving upon the Lord. 
will know you love God by how you are practicing using your bodies to God. Verse 2. Want to go? Don't conform part of this world. Will be what? Transformed by the renewing of your mind. He says, don't conform. Be what? Transformed by, by the renewing of your mind. He says, you are transformed by renewing your mind. So he's saying this. See, the only way I will learn, I will be able to use my body is if I renew my mind so that I can be transformed. The only way, are you following together? Are we together? Are we together? Are we together? The only way, the only way I can, so I can use my body is by renewing my mind. The only way I can submit my body is by renewing my mind. The only way I can submit my body is by renewing my mind. The only way I can submit my body is by renewing my mind. When my mind is unrenewed, my mind supports the flesh and will tilt towards the flesh. When my mind is renewed, my mind tilts toward the spirit and we, we both dominate the flesh. The flesh here is not, it's not, it's not really about the physical body. It's about the sin nature. This is what it works. The sin nature that's spiritually. The sin nature is dead in the spirit. But it's alive in your in your, in your mind, that's what it really is, right, Tom? It's in your mind. Our body really doesn't have any, really doesn't say, our body doesn't have anything of its own. Our body does what is, what is fed from the mind. Amen. So our sin nature, even though dead, that dead means when you, when you, when you died to Christ, your sin nature died in the spirit. So your spirit mind is, is alive, doesn't have a sin nature. But your mind still has an active sin nature. How did you get it? What, what, what you brought up with? Moves, moves the watch to 10 years ago. Your culture, your environment. So when I renew my mind, that's how I can kill the sin nature in the mind. Do you understand? So when I renew my mind, I'm then able to tilt towards what is right. Supporting the spirit of supporting the spirit in me, you know, doing what is right. So I, I am transformed by submitting my bodies by renewing my mind. I do it. Are we together? I renew my mind. It is up to me to renew my mind. So how then do I renew my mind? I feed on the word. I choose the word. I accept the word. I think what God has answered my life. I, I, I obey the word. Hallelujah. I renew my mind by obeying, by obeying the word. So I do as I should do. I act on it. I believe it. I study it. So this is where Wala is. That, you know, in our culture right now, to read our mind is difficult. Why? Because you read the chapter of the Bible and watch what Netflix. No, no, no. You study it for 30 minutes. That thing is gone. Most of us, most of us don't have 30 minutes. So you don't have for 15 minutes, 15 minutes Bible study, 15 minutes Bible study, and you go to hours Netflix. You, do, you binge five episodes of a series. How then? What, what do you renew? So let's say this is your this is your good mind, okay? This is what is good you're feeding in, okay? And this is your forgive me. This this point is your the junk, right? So every day I do 15 minutes. So let's say I add this layer to my good side, my good word bank every day. Abi? But this one, another two hours Netflix. So what am I doing? It's not renewing. In fact, it's, old, it's, it's getting worse. <laughs> you guess that? That's what's happening. So many times we are, undoing, we are undoing the work ourselves. We are by ourselves undoing the work. And the way it works is that you don't even know you have been programmed. You don't know you have been trained to act wrongly. Scripture says, Flee fornication. We're watching movies where love is kissing. Love is touching. Guess what? Your mind has been trained on its own to love is kissing and touching. As a conscious man doesn't, doesn't learn to create what you think he's learning. He's learning about what he's exposed to. Oh, I agree. Oh, I agree. As you are seeing it consistently, you have, you, have, you have been exposed. You are growing into it. So we can only know our mind by deliberately staying off some con content. You know how women do when they want to 
You want to, you know, detoxify. What do they do? They stay off some meals for a period of days. Abi? So also, if we actually detoxify our, our minds, you must let some kind of content go. It is hard, but we must do it. Sincere truth. Or at least, let it go, sha. Amen. So even now, I see as when I when I watch movies, I fast forward movies, I fast forward the movies. Oh, I do like this one movie, I do like this. And use the volume. I, I don't hear the sound. So I use the volume, I do like this. Or fast forward. I just press my that template. No, that 10 in Netflix. 10, 10, 10. So they finish it. While I'm like this. And I put the volume low. It's a wall. Or at best, what my Zion. Even though, sorry. Amen. Glory to Jesus. All right? First Timothy 4. First Timothy 4, verse 8. First Timothy 4, verse 8. These things look like play, but it's consequential. Some people whose faith is paperweight because they never feed. Or they feed too casually. There's no way can, can be a good Christian feeding on the word in small bits. Eating of, the, eating of the world in big bits. Feeding of the word, word, small bits. World, big chunks. You know how we do a banamala. So, amen. The amala is more than the stew. Bad food. Hallelujah. All right? But it's not funny. We laugh, but it's not funny. How many are stuck as the spiritual babies? They can't make right choices. They can't stand by faith. When they, are, when they have problems, they, you know, they are stuck there because they don't allow themselves to grow by renewing their mind. They are pleasure, pleasure first, pleasure first. You know? Verse 8. Want to go? For physical training is of some value. But what? Godliness has value. For all things, what holding promise for both what present life and the life to come. Verse nine. This is a trustworthy saying and deserves full acceptance. Verse ten. That is why we labor and strive, because we have put our hope in the living God, who is what savior of all people, especially those who believe. He says physical training has some value. Yes. What godliness has value in all things. Meaning that if you don't train in godliness, you are missing value in all things. But why do we read this? Let's see if I can act, maybe act. Yes. Amen. This just make you want to review your, review your routine. How much do I study? How much do I give to prayer? We said earlier. Your, your spiritual growth is up to you. What will you do about it? Paul says, this is why we labor and strive. That this is what you have all acceptance. That godliness has a value for all things. Godly training has a value for all things. For this life and the life to come. What's godly training? Time in the word, time in prayer. Acting like it. Using your body, submitting your bodies. Doing, knowing the word. Speaking the word, living the word, praying the word is godly training. So if I were you, all right, as we end this day tonight, I will commit to godly training. That I, I make a choice to mature, to grow up. I won't be stuck at the same level for another year. I make a choice to grow. I will grow up in my faith. All right? I will feed on the word even more. I will hear the sounds. I will, I will do it. I will practice. I will submit my bodies. I will do the right thing. I will grow. So when people see me, they will see my progress. They will see my progress. Verse 15. Verse 15. Verse 15. Want to go? Be diligent in these matters. Are we together? Give yourself only to them so that everyone may see your progress. If you do this diligently, everybody will see your progress. They will see you and know something is changing in this person. This is how it should be. 
People should start and wonder, ah, this guy, not a real Christian. Not, not, real, not a real Christian. All right, come here and fit tonight. Lord, I commit myself to diligence, you know, to godly training. Don't lie to God when you're praying this prayer. <laughs> don't, start from, don't start your line from now again, okay? I commit myself to godly training. Say it a minute. I, even to prepare, I'm going to pray as well. I commit myself to godly training. To training, to give myself to the word. To studying the word. To acting the word. To speaking the word. To doing the word. So that everyone will see my progress. So that my light shines before men. And they see my good works and give away my father who is in heaven. I give myself to study. Pray it well. I give myself to godly training. So I will, I will study some more. I will pray some more. I will pray the word. I will pray the polite prayers. I will pray you no know, real Bible, real new Christian prayers. I will study some more. I will renew my mind. I will submit my body. Those sins of the past, they are forever past, never again. Yes. Yes. I give myself to godly exercise. My mouth is controlled. My keypad controlled. My words are seasoned with salt. And they give grace to these hearers. I commit myself to words seasoned with salt, words that give grace to the hearers. I am not mean, I am kind. I am loving, I am friendly, I am dependable. God, you will be able to depend on me. God, you will be able to depend on me. My church will be able to depend, my church will be able to depend on me. My boss will be able to depend on me. Also, my clients will be able to depend on me. I am dependable. I am reliable. I am faithful. Pray some more. Pray some more. I grew up in this thing, in self-control. No more, no more, no, no more just indulging anyhow. Now I, I practice self-control. No more, no more just self-indulgence. I practice self-control. I put my body under. I won't play with the borders of sin anymore. I flee completely. I show all of my parents. Yes, I do the right things. I'm a good parent. I'm a good spouse. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. We hope you were blessed by that sermon. Cheers to growth and global impact. Feel free to contact us via our social media platform at This Green Church. And do join us every Sunday by 9 a.m. and Wednesday by 6 p.m. to be a part of our family. Remember, you are that Savior. You are light and life to your world.